Well, Merry Christmas. Christmas is such a warm and a wonderful time of year. For many of us, this time of year has become a symbol of faith and family and warmth and tradition. And symbols are important to us, very important, and they're valuable to us. Corporations know this. So they spend millions of dollars formulating these symbols and making sure that we readily recognize them. I'm guessing that a few of you just got thirsty. Symbols appeal to our appetites. They also appeal to our passions. Those of you who are soccer fans, one of my son tells me that uh, this is the best soccer club in the world, Barcelona Football Club. Those of you who are cricket fans, you'll recognize this symbol. Reggie tells me that this is the best cricket club in the world, the Chennai Super Kings of the Indian Premier Cricket League. And those of you who are fans of the NFL will recognize this symbol as the symbol of frustration. Um, <laughs> I'm so, so sorry, so sorry, Redskins fans. Symbols can also be more conceptual, like these. The four-leaf clover is the symbol of luck, of course. The middle symbol is the symbol for peace. The heart is the international symbol for love. And did you know that the candy cane was a significant symbol of Christmas? Everything about it represents something which I right now cannot remember, but take my word for it. It's a symbol for Christmas. Symbols are not only important to us. They've always been important. Even to ancient peoples, symbols were important. In fact, there are two symbols that had become particularly significant for Jewish people by the time of Jesus' birth. The lion had long been a symbol of strength and rulership in many cultures. After all, the lion is the king of the jungle, and it was the same for the Israelites. Later in Israel's history, the, the lion in particular came to be associated with the, the tribe of Judah because Judah was typically the ruling tribe in Israel's history. In fact, the phrase lion of Judah appeared many times in literature just before and during the time of Jesus' life. So it's not surprising that the concept of the lion of Judah and the phrase itself got attached to their hopes and expectations for the Messiah. As you may know, they firmly believed that God was going to send them a hero, a, a mighty king who would set them free. This hero, this savior, uh, this Messiah would be the Lion of Judah. Another really important symbol for ancient Israel was the lamb. This lamb in particular is part of a nativity scene at my house for Diane and I. And I don't know if that's a friend of Joseph's who's hanging out, or if that's a local shepherd, or uh, if that's an angel, but I like this symbol. The lamb was a symbol of vulnerability and innocence in many cultures, and Israel also became, in addition to that, a symbol of sacrifice. Lambs were one of the primary sacrifices that the Israelites would bring to temple to present to God as an atonement and, and as an appeasement and, and even as a penance for their sin. This worked for them emotionally and spiritually because of what the lamb symbolized and also because of their value. Offering a lamb truly was a sacrifice to the average ancient Israelite. So you can see why it's so significant. When John the Baptist sees Jesus very early in his ministry, there's a crowd around and John looks across the crowd and he identifies Jesus as the Lamb of God. It's as if John knew. For centuries, Jews had been sacrificing lambs to God in their stead. In Jesus, God himself was offering a sacrifice in all of our steads. So tonight, I want to take 
a look, if you'll bear with me, at a strange passage of Scripture from a really strange New Testament book. If you're familiar with the New Testament, you'll know this. We're going to look at Revelation 5. Now, I don't know how much of the book of Revelation is, is actually a vision that John had, how much of it is more like a dream, and how much of it is dramatic, creative writing. There was actually a form of literature that was popular for about 300 years before and after the time of Jesus called apocalyptic literature. Revelation is a, a part of that genre. It was all symbolic. It was filled with dramatic images and language, and, and all of that was used as a mechanism to communicate some pretty straightforward truths, but to present them, those truths, in a way that, that could not be overlooked. So, you know, think first century rap. So John employs that writing style, and you're going to hear the result of it in Revelation 5. And I, and I want you to hear this. This is not, a, obviously, this is not a typical Christmas reading, but it's a powerful launch. We're going to groove a minute on this idea of symbols. And I want you to hear in particular what John does with these two prominent ancient Israelite symbols. So Revelation 5 begins like this. Then I saw in the right hand of him who was seated on the throne, this is God, a scroll written within and on the back, sealed with seven seals. And you need to know his background to this. In, in ancient Rome, it was typical all over the empire for some especially wealthy people to roll up their last will and testament. So here's what I want done with my goods, and here's my will for what's going to happen. They would roll that up into scrolls and seal it with six seals. I think John has, he's stealing that image, but I think he's chosen seven here because for them, seven is the number of perfection. So we've got God looking at the scroll of his will and what he's going to roll out for life and for you and me and for human history. Am I in or am I out? And, and what's my destiny? And what happens from here on out for me? And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming with a loud voice, and listen to the plaintive cry of the angel. Who is worthy to open the scroll and break its seals? Kind of desperate. And no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or look into it. And I began to weep loudly because no one was found worthy to open the scroll or to look into it. Linger for a second over the desperation. I said last night, I wish Peter Jackson, God, I forgot again. What did he do? Yes, the Lord of the Rings. The guy who did the Lord of the Rings. I would like to cue Peter Jackson to present this scene here. You know, we're on the verge of pyrotechnics, but it's paused because there's weeping and gnashing of teeth in heaven. And one of the elders said to me, you know, now cue the dramatic music, weep no more. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has conquered so that he can open the scroll and its seven seals. We have a hero. And this is what's epic. John now turns to look at the lion and worship him. And you know what he sees? And then between the throne and the four living creatures and among the elders, I saw a lamb standing as though it had been slain with seven horns and with seven eyes, which are the seven spheres of God, sent out into all the earth. The lion of the tribe of Judah became the lamb of God. Okay, 
This is actually the basic message of Christmas. The Savior of the world, the Son of God, begotten from the Father before all ages, light from light, true God of true God, of the same essence as the Father, that one squeezed himself into human skin. He became a baby in order that he might ultimately be our hero and become our king. But on the way to doing that, he became so vulnerable as to put his life in danger. He opened his heart to us, and we crushed it. He offered us his life, and we took it. He spread his arms of love, and we nailed them in place. He allowed himself to become God's ultimate sacrifice on our behalf. The Lion of Judah became the Lamb of God so that we might become sin-free sons and daughters of God. This is what the angel was hinting at when he spoke to Jesus' father, Joseph. Matthew records it like this. Matthew 1, 18 through 25. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David... Do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, which means Savior. For he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they will call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Okay, so I want us to celebrate that tonight. We're going to sing uh, not a traditional Christmas song, and I'm going to teach them the chorus, Jordan. So you got it. It's not a hard song, and by the time we get into this song, why are you going to have to do it up, even if you're in the back? What we're going to do is we're going to celebrate that the Lion of the tribe of Judah became the Lamb of God. Our God is a lion, the Lion of Judah. He's roaring in power and fighting our battles. Every knee will bow before him. All right, so just acknowledge that. The lion of the tribe of Judah, of course, every knee is going to bow before him. He's the lion. He's the king in the jungle. Look at this next part of the chorus. Our God is the lamb. The lamb that was slain for the sins of the world. His blood breaks the chains. And every knee will bow before the lion and the lamb. Every knee will bow before him. All right, you got it, choir. Let's stand and let me pray. So, Father, tonight... It's Christmas Eve, it's warm, it's sweet, it's wonderful. We're thinking about family and we're even thinking about the baby Jesus. But tonight we acknowledge more than that. We acknowledge that you squeezed yourself into human skin, the Lion of Judah, and you became the Lamb of God for us. We recognize that and we celebrate it. In Jesus' name, amen.
Christmas and a happy new year. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. Wish you a Merry Christmas. And